I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum. And you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't, uh, I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her.
Next up is Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up and it's similar to this product, and that's, that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? You scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair uh, to see. And so, therefore, you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what scope does for me sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it and say, Oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. Can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day I bought another domain. Yes. I bought another domain. It's almost like, uh, I'm admitting guilt, but it's because I had an idea and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to try godaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. By that, you know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter, and it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that, but that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, could try this version or try this extension, and then boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away, and they're right, you know, and so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Who was I just talking to somebody the other day? And they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there. But you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business. And it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So try grasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 297, Dan Wentworth. Now, Dan was on the show episode 172. His story is incredible. I mean, it's just a story of, you know, just being um, in the corporate world, rising to corporate management, uh, having a lot of responsibility, doing a side hustle, it growing to scales. I mean, over a million dollars on eBay. I mean, it's a, amazing, but then outgrowing it or hitting that wall, hitting that 
capacity overload, um, and this is back when eBay was even harder than it is today, but he had success at it. So clearly he knows how to run a business, clearly he knows how to scale, and then he finds out about FBA, and um, the world <laughs> just changes for him. And you know, short version is he's got three locations, multiple, um, you know, doing many millions of dollars in sales, and now grows out into private label, and that was the original episode. But now we take it a step further because he's reinvested in private label. He's going not all in. I was so, so blown away by the end of the conversation. You absolutely have to listen to the end because his plan for his business, he's not running away from RA. And I think I've heard so many people say, I've got to get out of this. I've got to get out of this. No. What if you could keep it, but you just fine tune the process and that cash then allows you to grow maybe a private label, maybe wholesale, whatever. It's very refreshing to hear Dan explain what his plans are for his business. And I, I, I think the pearls of wisdom that he offers really are some of the best I've heard if you want to get into private label or into wholesale heavily. The pearls of wisdom, especially towards the end, really will help you get there and get there successfully and be ready when it's time to focus. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest. He's a return uh, interview. Uh, episode one seventy two is the background information for Dan Wentworth. Welcome back, Dan. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me, Steve. It is great to have you back. Uh, Dan and I were just together um, this past week for a private label conference in Orlando. Um, you know, I was thinking about. I was thinking about this is the second time you've attended. And I was thinking about what, what kind of person builds up this huge business, pivots, adds in private label, spends money, you know, a year or two years ago, whatever it was, spends money, invests in it, and does it. And then decides, you know what, I want to invest more. I'm going to take two more people and spend a lot more money and send them to this event. What what? What goes through your mind? What were you thinking that was going to do for you? Well, last year I was, I was, as you mentioned, I was pivoting. So I wasn't exactly sure which way I was going to go. I was looking into wholesale. I was looking into private label. And I went down to the retreat last year, and it, it just blew me away. The level of content and the, and the training that we got just fired me all up for private label. So we, can, we proceeded from there to see which way we were going to go, private label, wholesale. And private label seemed like the most viable alternative for us. There's plenty of people making a killing at wholesale as well, but we felt like that suited us best. But I was having trouble pulling my team because we have a very big RA team. I was having trouble redirecting them to focus with me on a private label. Plus, I was keeping a lot of it to myself. So I have a couple of really strong players in our home office in Massachusetts, and I wanted to bring them on board. And I knew what that retreat did to me and, and how it fired me up and gave me the tools I needed. So I said, well, it would be a great investment to, to put them through the same training. So. You know, thinking about that last year, so it was a year ago, right? A little more than a it year was ago. A year. Yep, yep, and so yep. thinking about that, how different was this version um, compared to the other version? Uh, I mean, the, the concept was the same, but the materials were quite a bit different. They just went through different processes. Uh, this this particular retreat, they brought in a lot of, but in addition to Leron, Nathan, and Andy doing their usual stellar job, they brought in some specialists that kind of opened our eyes to, okay, once you get your private label, then what are you going to do with it? And, and I would say the difference between last year and this year was this year we talked about building a brand, 
where last year was more focused on finding private label items. Yeah. So it, as, as, no, you're right. Ahead. No, no, I was going to say, you're right. I mean, that is a very key point that that has changed, right? It used to be yeah. where you, you know, find a product, launch it, find a product, launch it, find a product, launch it. That was the key. And you, cause you knew right. there was a shelf right. life yep. to that product, right? You knew you were only going to have yep. it for a period of time. The market gets saturated. Think barbecue gloves get saturated, then you're done. But as you exactly. said, whoa, wait a second. Now we're trying to build a brand. So this is a long game. I mean, how about you? So what does that do for your project, uh, your product, right? You've got a very strong product. You mm-hmm. see nothing but opportunity. And what was so cool was that you got better ideas because you brought that idea out to others. You were open and shared. Yeah. Um, do you think you have a brand potential? I, I absolutely think I have a brand potential. Yeah, I, I was hoping going in that we did, but did not see the what I envisioned was a lot not as grand as I felt when, once I come out of the conference. You know, um, Dan Miller was there. He's he he talked about licensing. Paul uh, Miller. He took a look at. I'm sorry, Paul Miller. My apologies. We were talking Paul about Miller Dan Miller in the before the conference, yeah, yeah. so that's my mess up. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, Paul was there, and he talked about um, licensing. And he looked at my item. He said, "You've got a perfect candidate for licensing." And then between that and the, and as you mentioned, I did share it with quite a few, my product with quite a few at the at the retreat, and they were all encouraging on the product. In addition to that, you had, there was a lot of great minds there that have that private label mindset. So they were talking about improvements and accessories and enhancements and you know and the ways to market it. So we came out of there believing we definitely have a brand. Well, that, and that brings up a question. How uncomfortable was it for you to share your product? I mean, because quite frankly, every one of those people in there can now go and create the exact same product, right? Well, yeah, you're 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 right, you're right, and and you know we did have some inner conversations about that, but going to that group that we went to and knowing the people that are in Amazing Freedom and the and the people that lead it, um, there's there is there's just a trust factor within that group. Um, even Andy was comfortable sharing one of his products with the group. And I said, if this guy can share his megastar product, you know, uh, I, I shouldn't be hesitant, especially with the with the benefit that I was able to gain from it. So it, it was a decision we had to make, and we talked about it, but I felt comfortable with that group. It was well, a big trust factor. And there's definitely a trust factor, but the, win, the, uh, the risk versus reward, it's clearly much, you know, uh, the execution is what matters, right? That's ultimately the thing. And so the fact that you're already first to market, the fact that you've already developed it, and now you're sharpening it even further, really precludes others from coming in and having that quick success because you know what it took for you to get to this place, right? Just, right. I mean, imagine somebody trying to do it. Yeah, good luck with that, right? So Yeah, I think, this was a long, long journey. Yeah, and I, and I think this is a, is a good example. You have to find that smaller group of people you can trust, like-minded people who have your best interest because they know you have their best interest. That's really important, isn't it? It really is. You hit it right on the head. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So you've got this product, you developed it, uh, you're selling it. You're now getting ready for your second iteration. Um, how, how, how different will it be the second iteration versus the first iteration, knowing what you know today? For that, for that same, you mean improvements on that same product? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, the product's going to change a little bit. We, we we did a slight test market. You know, we brought a few samples over and, and, and put them out with potential customers. Got some feedback, but 
now that it's hit the market with the feedback we're getting from both our customers and the feedback has made us fine tune it. There's no major changes, but there's definitely some, some fine tuning that's gone on. And, and, it, and it's actually easier to deal with the, the supplier now because I've been with him for several months now. So we, we, our communication and his knowledge of our expectations is, is much better than it was at the beginning. Well, that, that's a good lesson there because that's what you're describing yeah. is basically don't, don't design it to death to get started. Get started and then let the market help decide the fine-tuning that needs to go on. So there's, you know, of course there's safety and there's, uh, you know, all that stuff. There's, that's a given. That has to be done. But then the final design isn't going to be the first version. And that's, that's good, right? Because like you said, the market's going to help influence it. You get other influencers who, who have done similar products or similar materials, let's call it that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wait, have you considered this? Have you considered this? And of course you can't. You can't consider everything. But now, no, you now you're fine tuning it, and I just think that's so powerful. What a cool example. Yeah, my, I anticipate too. As it evolves, it will continue to change. I mean, just for an example, if you use a, a sneaker, they're coming out with a Tailwind one, two, three, four. And the the phones continue to advance. So you know, I think it's going to be a constantly evolving product. And and then uh, be, I don't want to beat the horse, but but. Yep. The peripheral products that you didn't even think of, or now as you start to see, you know, because again, and in, in, uh, we're talking about Amazing Freedom's uh, private label retreat and Amazing Freedom Group. If you want to join, amazingfreedom.com. Period. Sponsor my show. Yes, they pay me, so I'm I'm just giving you a heads up. However, <laughs> Dan will tell you the proof is in the pudding. Right. Period. Right. They do not sponsor anything I do, but I will absolutely endorse them 100%. Okay. So so given that. Um, the, the peripheral products that you found, especially based on them expanding your boundaries, right? I mean, the minute you start thinking about licensing with Paul, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I could do this and this and this and this. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, never even thought that way, right? I mean, that's what, that's when you launched, you get through this scary part of bringing something in from China or India or wherever, and then now you're past that point. Now you can work on your business instead of in your business. Fair? Yeah, that's, that's a good assessment, too. Yeah, when we first went in, we, we thought well, maybe this could be a potential accessory, but uh, one gentleman that I was talking to at the retreat was saying, listen, you can have different models of it. You can have a stripped-down version, and then you can add this accessory and sell it, and add this accessory and sell it, and, you know, and have the ultimate package with maybe all four accessories at once. So, yes, yeah, it was silver, so gold, platinum. Excited. Exactly. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that visualization. Yeah, it's silver, yeah. gold, platinum, and it just—you've yeah. already made the sale. What's your cost? To, right, to think of Shark Tank, right? We had this conversation. Yeah. What's your customer acquisition cost? Okay, now you've got the customer. Now we're going to take it to the next level because that's ultimately where those additional profits—you're not shipping anything additional uh, or adding a lot of additional pick and pack fees. This is this additional stuff adds an extra dollar in shipping. Okay, yet it brings you, you know. Forty dollars in revenue or whatever. Smart. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. let's let's talk through some other changes in your business. So your wife has really taken a larger role in your business. How how cool is that? Especially at this point in your life, to have your relationship kind of go, in your case, back full circle because you're back to that same business. But yeah. how cool is that for you? It, it is really neat. It just. To give a quick summary for those that didn't hear my original story, I was on eBay for 15 to 17 years. It was basically my wife and I 
And then as we grew, um, we brought more and more employees in. And then we, we switched over to Amazon. Her role stepped back a little bit. She did have some health issues. So um, she was a support role, but not necessarily involved. But now as we're beginning to take off, she's not only back in the, in, in the thick of things, but she's also developed a separate merch, uh, account, a merch account that's doing very well. So it's nice. It is nice to have her come up alongside of me. It's, it's got to be a, a, a enjoyable at dinner sometimes uh, because she's having success doing what she's doing, building off what you guys have accomplished, and you're having success. And, and so it. how about the family? You know, do you think about, like, your great-grandparents, you know, how, how that relationship would have been around a business or maybe even great-great-great. You might have to go back three depending on your family. Right. And now we're back there. Aren't we, Dan? We really are. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you, I have looked back, not on my individual one, but the, I, you look at the, almost the demise of the, the American family going on. It's because everyone worked together. It was, it was a family business. They sat down. They talked about it at dinner. They worked together out in the fields or the farms or whatever they were doing. And, um, and I've had come full circle. I dinner table with my wife and my two boys. Is, it's it would be very boring to anyone else, but for us, it's all Amazon all the time. Well, and, and, and speaking of your family, so they're deeply, deeply involved in your business. And when, when, when you think about their future, I mean, it's kind of the carpenter who, or mechanic maybe is a good example, where they come into the business and they just have that natural ability. Maybe a musician might even be a better example. And then you just see that future because you see them start to find their legs and this and that. And in your world, I mean, what a great legacy. You're teaching them, you know, the old, you know, teach them the fish. He can last a lifetime. And, and so you really have taken heart with that. That's really added a lot to their lives. Does that does that sink in for you at all? It, it, it does. I mean, when they were first involved with us, they would come and help us ship and pack, and it was probably their least favorite thing to do. But as they get older now, I have two boys. One's a, a sophomore in college, you know, the other is a junior in college. They start to see the business side of it and, and how it works. And my youngest son is already investing and reselling on his own, his own little side hustle. So it is. It, it, it is encouraging, you know. Well, it, uh, it makes you smile inside to see it. It has to make you smile because, I mean, yeah. think about your friends that are your age, right? If they lost their job, because they most, you know, they still have a job. If they lost their job, they typically lose their identity. And then they lose their identity with their family because that's all they know. Dad was the breadwinner, and now he's not. Now he's unemployed. He's failed, Right. Because of, right. you know, Toys R Us going out of business or whatever. He's failed. Well, no, he didn't. But that's the way guys think. At least I'm putting mm -hmm. that's how Steve thinks. How about that? Let's call it that. Yep. Is I don't know if that's how Dan thinks, but probably. Right. And so it's a good generalization for most men, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so so to see your sons or daughters, whichever ones have a plan B and always have that plan, even if they just learn this skill yeah. set and go and do their own thing. They always have a plan B. So if they lost their job, it's like my son always says, my older son, he's like, hey, if I'm losing my job, first call is to you, Dad, because I need to scale up something, and then I can figure out what I'm going to do. I'm like, anytime, anytime you need it. That's a cool place to get to, and it didn't exist years ago. It just didn't. You're right. And, and if I could just share a little bit of the personal side, I, 
it goes a little deeper with me also. Um, I have a son that I had given up for adoption at birth. Uh, we connect, we, there was no contact for about 30 years. We reconnected seven or eight years ago. Um, he has since, we've had a great relationship. It was such a blessing. Um, he, not only did he come into the business with me, but now he's the vice president and he pretty much runs the day-to-day operations of our business. And, and he was one of the guys that I brought out to, uh, the retreat with me. So, uh, it's he's, he's, he's spectacular. Family blessing. He's spectacular. He's clearly, clearly a natural leader. He's clearly his dad's son. And what's very interesting to me is to watch that dynamic between the two of you. Uh, Very interesting to me. There's clearly a respect issue both ways. I mean, you must be pretty proud of the young man that he's become, Mm -hmm. even with the circumstances being what they were. Yeah. And now, I don't know. It's cool. He had, I mean, he, he, he had a great life, but we were, you know, while we missed so much of his childhood, he, you know, he had a great family life, great mom and dad. Um, but I came to know him as an adult. So we, you, you talk about that respect because it's man to man, you know, it's, it's really not uh, the father, son, obviously there's that, that same bond there, but it's also, we have a, uh, uh, an adult relationship and, and, you know, he as you met, you've met him, Steve. He's a great guy. He's a natural leader, and he's just really—he's. We exploded. This business exploded when he came on full time. So he yeah, deserves I, a lot of the credit. I use your uh, your story in a couple times when I speak publicly because, it, to me, it's a very cool story. A lot of success, but realize the bottleneck in your business is you and the process, right? There's a shipping process. Either you explode that out and yep. build out that model or you find another way. You join Ace. Ace helps you. Sam Cohen, they help you really figure out the process and boom, you just take and run with it. Run, 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 run. And you have an incredible success. You outgrow Sam and now your son comes into business and takes you. I, I think, you know, and Brett, I don't, I don't want to downplay the other guy, Brett, too, because I could tell it's not like they know their place. It's like you guys almost row the same way. It's like you're rowers. I think of that, you know, those boats that you see it on the uh, on the rivers from the colleges. You guys all seem to know the 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 role you play with e- each other, and it complements. Maybe is that a better way to say it? No, yeah, that's that that that's a great analogy because what, obviously you've you've got to have somebody steering the ship, but you've also there's other key components of making that boat move. And we're all we're, we are we're pretty well oiled. We know our, our position, we know our role, and, you know, um, I, I like that analogy. Well, you're at a maturity point, though, too, because you have to step back every so often and let Adam or Brett, somebody take charge. How hard is it for you, because you were the district manager, right? Dan's story is yeah, an incredible yeah. story, because I think it's so worthwhile to go back and listen to it, um, because I think it gives you perspective on what, what has to be very difficult for you to give up that control. I mean, it must be. But how, how do yeah. you do that? It, it is. As you mentioned, I did, as a district manager with CVS, I probably had 15 or 20 store managers and pharmacists that I had to give that control up. But that was a much less, per, that was somebody else's system. Right. So it was easy to, it was easy to plug in. So this, this one, we nurtured, I, my wife and I, and then Adam, as he came along, nurtured this from, from the bottom up. So it is, it's, it's very difficult to, to give it up. But this past year with me, delving into private label it's it's on I've on purpose done it where sometimes it was painful and sometimes I felt like I shouldn't do it and sometimes there were bumps in the road where they made mistakes that I know I wouldn't have made but 
but that's just it, it's like raising a child. You just have to let them make the mistakes on their own and then discuss the the, the problems and the alternatives afterwards. And, and we've hit, we've had our snags for sure, but we've also continued to grow, and they have both grown. You mentioned Brett. Brett's um, Adam's number one guy here at the office, and, and he has, now Adam finds himself in turn needing to do the same thing, step away from certain things. And I think seeing me do it and knowing it was difficult for me has enabled him to be able to do it a little bit easier. You know, thinking about that, because I'd like to give practical advice, and I'm thinking about people that are saying, hey, I'm worried about RA, I'm worried about OA, I need to get to wholesale or private label. I mm-hmm. need to invest the time in it. But I'm not sure I can because I've got this machine behind me that's my cash flow machine. I need to keep it going. Yeah. And so I think what you're describing is a very healthy way to get there. So you bring on somebody, you develop them until you gain enough confidence in them. Now, they're not going to be 100% Dan. Okay. That, that might not be bad. Don't get offended by that. But that might not be bad. because no. uh, You're right. Well, if I you throw have a quick side note in there, many of the things they do, they do better than I did. Ooh. That hurts. You know, they take what I did. I know. It, it was, As an old guy, that hurts, admit, man. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's tough to admit, but they, they come in with fresh ideas and something. You know, I'm not the best technology guy. So they can, you know, I took the long way around. They took the slow boat, and they come in and say, well, how about we do it this way? You know, main, main line, you know, so. But Dan's a little older than me. You didn't get your computers. <laughs> I mean, you, no, think about this, right? You didn't get computers yeah. until you were probably in your 20s. Right? I got my first computer as a wedding gift. Now think about that, oh, Dan. 1992, yeah. These boys, girls, yeah. have seen them their whole life. Yeah. That learning right. curve, I, I, I tell this story. These are all databases. All these systems we use are, are, use are databases, right? Data's yeah. put in a bucket. You just pull yeah. the bucket. You just say, hey, pull this bucket, this bucket, this bucket, and do this with it, right? That's the whole concept. These guys yeah. get that concept. They're not intimidated by, oh, new software? Great. Let me figure it out. Oh, yeah, there. That's how right. we pull this. That's how... We <laughs> sit there and say, get our abacus out and sit there and say, well, if you slide this over, you know, that's a challenge, that mental yeah. thinking. And so, like you say, when they come in, so where I was going with this was if somebody's RA heavy and they've got a big business, yeah. I see this with Perry and his wife. I think this is a good example, too, where they've got this heavy RA machine and they want to expand into these other things. You have to bring talent in or develop that talent and then kind of pull back a little bit because... To be fair, if you didn't get into RA or uh, private label or, or wholesale, either one, you'd be stepping on each other's toes, correct? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's funny. I've talked to Perry and Kim quite a bit about it. They're good friends, and it is a difficult step, but they're doing the same thing. Is they're not the, 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 your, uh, people that work for you are not going to be able to grow if you're in doing the exact same thing that you're asking them to do. So they can't grow without their without the hands off responsibility. So how hard is it? I mean, if you were if you were starting over again, right? At what point would you bring in help? I mean, at what point? I mean, you're, so you're doing you know a lot of a lot of people listening to this are doing twenty or thirty thousand. I always say that it's not that hard to get to that level in this business in the RA right. world, right? right? You just find a couple good products and you just hit it, hit it. You hit a hundred stores and you got it, right? Now you're running. I mean, don't get me wrong, that part yeah. is hard, but you can do it. But to get to that next place, but that $30,000 a month isn't even a full-time living for you. How do you get right. to that $100,000 a month where it starts to be a meaningful number? And, and you, you do get that question a lot. And, and so many people have to do it. And I'm, a few, I'm in a few uh, groups that are heavily into the RA end of it. 
And my, it's hard to tell exactly, but my point that I would say you're losing money by not hiring is if you're not shopping because you're shipping or prepping, and there's a shopping opportunity that you're not doing, you're losing money right there. Mm. Because the, the, the shipping and the, and the processing is an easy fix. It's a rote. Uh, it's a rote that, technique. It's exactly the same it thing. It really is. Right. At, I, I'll go back to Adam when we were we were heavy in RA. We had built um, eBay up to a million. 1.2 million was our last year. That's crazy. And um, Adam said to me, "I remember the day we were sitting in my garage." He said, "You wake. You make way too much money. You're worth way too much money to be sitting doing emails for eight hours a day." You know, and what he said made total sense. So we got somebody in there to do the email. Unfortunately for him, it was him. We replaced what, you know, we, <laughs> we brought somebody in to do what he was doing. But, um, well, but, but that foundational stuff, stuff, that foundational stuff, yeah. though, is what's made him what he is. So I don't, I don't know yeah, if I would downplay that because think of all the painful points you've had to do that made you yeah. who you are. So, I, yeah, I, yeah. Looking back, my bet is it was good. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unfortunate. I mean, it was a labor at the time, and I, I say that tongue uh, in cheek because he, he did need that training. But that was his. He he kind of replaced me, is what I meant, and we hired someone to replace him. Well, I think it's. Uh, I mean, the story of the 1.2 million will blow your mind. So go back and listen to episode 172 because get that foundation first, and then come back to this, and then re-listen to this because again, I think that. Getting past that point, getting to that transition point. So, so back to it again. So I want to hold you to this. So in that $30,000 mode, you're not going to be able to afford somebody. Or if you're going to go for it, is that when you go for it and you say, you know what? It's time. Either I'm going to be successful in this or I'm not. Because you're proven. I mean, if you could do $30,000, you have already proven that you can do this and you're good at it, right? I mean, so that, that point is there. So by, by taking the leap and hiring the right person, you hope is the right person and bringing them on maybe even in a part-time role or whatever it is and let them develop. That's when you can really, because one plus one, if they're both good is not two, it's three or four in this business. You're absolutely right. And, and, and you, you alluded to it. That you don't need to bring somebody on 30, 35 hours at the beginning. When Adam came on, he was Wednesdays and Fridays and he shipped. So I was able to go out those extra days and do some shopping and bring more product. And so if you can find, a local mom, local uh, a young teen looking for work. You just need somebody to relieve some of that pressure so you can expand your business, so you can get out there and shop or or, or look into the software tools that are kind of, you know, help, help you reprice your items. So you just need someone to take, even like I said, even if it's a small chunk. Well, and, and, and thinking about what you just said makes perfect sense too. They could be hungry and work a full-time job, and this is a second job for them. Sure. So they could do it early morning. I think of, um, oh, in California, the shoe. Oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, I love him, him and his wife. They have a huge million-dollar shoe business, too. And he said, Steve, we ship 150 orders a day. He said, me and a college mm -hmm. could, ha could have it done by 8 o'clock in the morning. That's our goal every day. And they crank them out. He's like, an hour, hour and a half, him and a college kid, they can, because they've built processes and that. So what you're describing right. could bring in some help early morning before they start their second job or late at night twice a week. I think yep. the twice a week is a very, very healthy idea because you're building yep. on what they started on Wednesday. You're helping steer them, adjust based right. on what happened Wednesday and, you know, correcting if that, if that's the right term and then bring them mm, good power stuff. All right. So let's go a little further. You have uh, scaled to three locations. Do you have regrets over that at all? 
I thought about that over the weekend. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it. I uh, no, no regrets whatsoever. Um, both of them have, you know, I think I mentioned to you that it's been family, either friends or family or family of, of one's my pastor's nephew. So in addition to creating part of part of this and, and part of our entire group, everybody that works with us, we were like, we want to improve the quality of their life as well. Mm-hmm. So the way I looked at it, if we moved them, if we moved them out and broke even, it was a win because this kid's out there running his own business. I mean, fortunately for us, it exploded in Chicago is, is doing numbers that most RAers would, would love to do as a business. And then California is also making us money. So he, this, this, my nephew is living out in California, uh, Huntington Beach, surfing oh. in the afternoons and still making us money. So I know I, I don't have any regrets at all. Well, it, and this is powerful to remember this, too, because this was a part of our conversation. One of the things that, you know, we have a warehouse and I'm going to post some pictures this week of stuff that I bought for our warehouse. I'm patiently buying tools to improve what we do in the warehouse. Anytime I can reduce a touch point or find an easier way to do a touch point, it's, you know, and I can upgrade. So I've done that. Mm -hmm. And we got talking about Seller Fulfilled Prime and having a location on the East Coast, having a location in the Midwest and having a location on the West Coast might be the answer in the future. Now, today, we don't know. I mean, logically, you'd be like, oh, yeah, open a warehouse in each of them. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. You can't. Right, right, that right. cost structure is too high at this point. However, the way the market's changing and evolving, you might, especially with your product being a good example because it's large, mm-hmm. that might be an answer, a benefit to having that and having those people fully trained, fully immersed, fully, uh, fully. Yeah, I think immersed is the right word into engaged. your business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, engaged. They have a. They care about your success therefore because that's their success right that's a pretty cool place to invest you might be a visionary way ahead of their time and get that benefit without even intending that benefit is that you get what i mean i understand i i I won't take the visionary part of it because if that works out that'll be fantastic but it wasn't part of the planning but the way self-fulfilled prime looks like it's going in the additional cost at warehouses i think it very mad well may play out to be a, a, a great opportunity for us. We, we, we actually had um, a couple of representatives from Amazon at our warehouse last Thursday. They came in with, to talk to us about Seller Prime and the enhancements and the changes they're making to Seller Prime, and, which encourages us even more. It looks like that might be a viable option to ship out of three different warehouses. So let's talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. I don't know what you're allowed to, what you're not allowed to. Yeah. Um, no, there's no confidentiality. Okay, great. Um, so the the thing that I'm confused about, because I'm not Seller Fulfilled Prime out of our warehouse yet. We, we Well, you haven't seen it yet, but it's big enough. It's designed enough. We've got lots of Merchant Fulfill every single day. But there are some hiccups and there are some challenges, especially where we're located, because our, our circle is large. I mean, we probably get 10 to 12 states, um, and that's good. But that yeah, could also be bad. <laughs> that could also be bad, right? Um, because of cost and trying to figure all that out. What were they talking about? Because uh, they realized that there are limitations today, right? There are limitations. Right. What were they talking about where they're going, you know, they're trying to build to? So one of the challenges with Self and Phil Prime now, is you, like you had mentioned, you're in a good central centralized location. We're up in the northeast, so we don't ship north much north of us. So we have some limitations and 
you have to go in and pick almost by zip code where you can get it to in two days at a reasonable cost. You need to plug all those into Amazon so they will, the Prime badge will only show up for those customers. Anyone else can, can buy your product, uh, MFN, but they cannot, they won't see the Prime badge. So that, that's a big challenge. And the other thing is um, we had picked up on it, Adam had picked up, that if you sell after 2 o'clock on Wednesday, you pick up Saturday as a shipping day so you can actually ship to different locations. Amazon is aware of that. They're also aware of the difficulty in choosing Prime. So they're looking to automate that system uh, where where the, their pitch was that they're going to tell ask you how much you would be willing to spend. So if you put in an average price of $7, I want to average seven dollars on my prime, or I want to average, or I, I don't want to spend more than ten dollars. They can plug that into an equation, automatically plug in all the zip codes, know what where you can ship prime, and they'll 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 handle that end of it for you. And so, so basically, they they create a shipping plan that outlines that says, okay, if you're in these zip codes and the, especially these three digit, you know, the first three yeah, digits, which really matter, yeah, the sectional. Right, yep. sectional yep. center facility. And so what they do is they, they say, okay, then you can pretty much use the post office, which is the least expensive, um, right. depending on what size product you have. Because, you know, one of the things that I found fascinating talking with you, you guys are using first class a lot for seller fulfilled prime. That option isn't talked about very much because I don't think it's offered very much. However, because you guys have figured out after 2 o'clock on Wednesday, it makes sense where it might not have made sense on a Monday or a Tuesday, right? So not all week it makes sense, but a couple days a week it makes sense, and if it's the right weight and all that kind of jazz. Then it becomes right. viable, right? Then it's financially viable for that scenario. Exactly. Yeah, part of the planning is, well, we all know that the post office will not guarantee two-day delivery. They're, they're pretty accurate. If you know where it's going to, whether it's going to get there one or two days with priority mail. They'll give you an estimated delivery date. Same thing with 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 first class mail. You know, generally how far it's going to go within the, the two days that they're allowing you. Or actually, as you mentioned, that if you should, after two o'clock on Wednesday, you have that third day to get it there by Monday. Um, so yeah, first class became a very low cost, attractive option for our. And we we do have quite a few small and light uh, items. It's actually profitable, more profitable for you probably when it goes first class, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you're when you're building out, you don't have a giant warehouse. Now, you have three locations, so let's put it in perspective. Combined, you got a good big giant space. But at the smaller location, have you thought about you know limitations? Does that does that play into your mind about what you're willing to do? And does that remembrance of running that massive eBay business? <laughs> run back into your mind because those aren't necessarily terrible memories, but they're not good compared to FBA. Fair? Very fair. Yeah. And it is probably, it might be a hindrance in us moving forward and sell for fill plant. First of all, the, the size of it will limit. We sell a lot of larger products. We, we probably have about 20,000 units on hand in FBA. So there's no way we can represent all our products, even if we did push towards sell fill plant but would also be space limited. And then and the issue of, of having to ship every single day in larger quantities, we, we, we're much more systemized now, though, than we were. You know, eBay was because I was the one doing the emails, and I might be the one shipping, and I'm doing the listing. So that end, it was a little overwhelming. Now we have systems in place where 
we would have someone specifically in charge of shipping every day. And the email communication, Amazon handles a lot of that, so we wouldn't have that back and forth. So it's, it's a little more appealing than eBay, scaling eBay, but we're definitely keeping it in mind. You know, thinking about that, that's one of the benefits of having a team like you're describing because, you know, one depends on the other, right? And it's so important that people understand what you do impacts others. So if I understand what I do and how it impacts you, I can do things to improve that for you. And that team is when it when it really has to happen, right? And that, that leadership team has to really buy into each other. And again, that's one of the benefits of having, you know, close friends and close family, um, yeah. the communication. Um, do you see, I mean, when you think about how big you are now, I mean, I know it blows your mind. I mean, I know it blows yeah, your mind. Yeah. And we've had these it conversations. Does. Yeah, yeah. But do you see a limit? I mean, when you really sit back and it's not an ego thing, you know, it's not. I mean, maybe money being the limit, taking away all those things. Do you actually see a limit at this point? Um, I was beginning to because we, we, we grew our business. We doubled our first year from eBay. We doubled the next year. The next year we didn't, you know, the, the increase was nowhere near double. You know, it was a 30% increase and, you know, we're running maybe 10% ahead. So our egg, as far as scalability for us, I do see a limit there. However, after this weekend retreat and seeing some of the licensing and some of the opportunities, what you can do with private label, I don't necessarily see it. I'm, I'm not able to see the limit at this point. It seems like it, the sky's the limit. And, and you know, and to be fair, uh, you yeah. guys were advanced RA, meaning that you guys create massive quantities of listings for products that aren't on Amazon. You've done that. And that skill set, as Andy and I always talk about, because I do so much wholesale and that so much of it crosses over so much of that stuff, you know, creating listings, good listings, titles, keywords, you know, advertising, all that stuff crosses over between all those worlds. If you do it correctly. So even from an RA point of view, you creating listings, putting in keywords, getting the right title is an art that once you master, it makes private label that much easier. I mean, it really does. Is that, is that what you experienced? Yeah, it is, and that is actually a very conscious decision to do that because when I came out of the private label, I knew we needed these skill sets. And, and Sam Cohen once told me, if you can create, where we do a lot of clothing, he said, if you can create listings in, in clothing, he said, the, you, you'll own the market. And so we took that to heart. And so we probably 20 to 25% in growing, 20 to 25% of our RA is replenishable items that we've gone in and created stock standard items for retailers and we'll go in and replenish those as needed mm-hmm. so so we agree yeah we're creating listings over and over again and now based on we the retreat we went out to we talked about creating listings and, and keywords and, and both my guys brett and adam were two of the sharpest guys in the room in my you know i'm not i'm not very objective no, i think it's a fair I'm, statement they were, I... they, they were locked in you know, they so, know exactly what Leron was teaching. I think this is a pro tip here. Again, this is an experienced RA who scaled RA to levels that most people would be blown away with. I think this is a really good pro tip. Again, if you're thinking about getting into wholesale or private label, which you absolutely should be, not not that you can't do RA and can't be successful because we all know yeah. well, you're a good example, but we know so many people. But if you're looking for the long game, you're trying to build out a brand or whatever, don't jump in and take a course on private label. Don't do all that stuff until 
you've mastered the basics, and the basics are creating listings, enhancing listings, photos, contextual photos, all those different things. Master that while you're doing your RA machine because you've got a great machine, a cash machine. Once you master that, then you're ready, and you jump in at a level in that private label course that is so far advanced, you're able to focus on now, I want to fine-tune it for a sourcing product, of course, and all that kind of jazz. But you don't have to learn both because I think if you learn both, you don't do either well right away. I think there's, again, that learning. Well, we know there's a learning curve, right? There's absolutely a learning curve. And uh, and if I could give any RAers some advice out there, we're, as I mentioned, we're in a couple of um, group, RA groups, is to learn flat files. The, the, the amount of people that know how to create listings through a flat file is probably 5% of all Amazon. And that's just a, a, you know, a guess on my part, but so many people I come into don't know how to create listings. And we probably have seven or eight employees now that I'm very comfortable creating listings. Obviously, you know, from Adam, Brett down, the quality of those listings are, are going to be stronger with people with more experience. But um, teaching, teaching how to create listings is probably going to be your biggest advantage. And, uh, and how did you learn? How did you learn it? We learned it with getting on the phone with Amazon support. I mean, there are video, some videos out there now. Not a lot, though. There's not much teaching out there. But Adam actually learned it originally by getting Amazon on the on the phone, Amazon support, and they, he would download the flat file and walk through each column. There's probably a hundred columns. It's very intimidating, um, but he he learned how to pare down and, and hide them. But they will do that. Amazon support will do that on the phone with you. They'll walk you right through it. Sometimes it's going to be an hour, an hour and a half your first couple of times, but they will teach you how to do that. Well, it's to their benefit. They want their, yeah. they want a clean database, right? That's what they want, a clean catalog. Um, and so, again, so this is from, the, this is from a, a giant RA or experienced RA or who's been doing it for a long time. This is the best place if you're going to launch a wholesale or a um, private label business. This is where you start. And start now, way before you take any courses, way before you get caught up into that. Because sourcing is really hard, and bringing it into the country is really hard. And there's a whole bunch of things that are really hard. But if you have this piece handled, you can focus in on that. Because, again, if you try to focus on them both, you're not going to do both of them well. So, ah, very good tip. Oh, damn, you're killing it today, man. All right, so let's look out further. Uh, we already said that probably there is no limit what would your business look like in the next, let's just go three years out. What do you think your business is going to look like? Uh, if, <clears throat> we would like to maintain, if not flat, we could, we could live with some dip in RRA. If we get, you know, if we lose some of the smaller uh, accounts or the smaller brands that we're selling. Um, but we, we do have wholesale also. So we'd like to maintain that as well. It's a very small five or 10% of our business. Um, but the PL three years from now, Ideally, I would love to have 10 or 15 uh, PL items, maybe two or three brands, strong brands. Um, I am going to the licensing show next month in May in Las Vegas to see if we can possibly uh, brand our uh, current private label or at least get a head start on learning what we need to be ready for if we're going to look at it next year. Um, so ideally, I, I would say if we could get to 50-50 PL RA within the next couple of years, that would be that would be. I'd be happy with that result. You know, what's refreshing is you're one of the few, though, that's saying I'm not accepting lower RA. I'm going to keep that going. My 50-50 right. means I'm growing on the PL side. 
That's very, very refreshing because what you do, I just heard this from somebody else. They're like, hey, you know, we tend to do something, have success at it, and then we move on and start something else. It was a Grant Cardone. That's what it was. And it was like, wait, go back to what's working. You already know that's a proof of concept. Keep that going, right? And so in your case, you're saying, hey, RA works for us. It works really well. We're going to continue at hopefully at the same level as close as we can. We're just going to grow the other side of our business. That's refreshing to hear because that's not what most people, most people are saying. I'm moving away from RA. It's too hard to work, and I'm moving into this. Almost like you're running away from something. You're not running away from anything, are you? No, not at all. We want to refine it, and we're going to trim off the fat of the if we're spending a lot of time, they, they use, they always say the 80, 20 rule, but even if we can take the bottom 20 off of what's costing us too much time, take that time and energy and dump that into the PL side of it. Um, it'll be a big advantage. So we're, we're definitely refining our RA and maybe trimming down our brands, but there's no way we're, it's a cash cow. Yeah. We'd be crazy to do that. See, that's smart. Oh, damn. Love it. All right. Somebody wants to follow up with you. Best way to get in touch with you is at Facebook. Uh, reach out to you Facebook, there. Facebook. Absolutely. I mean, as we grow on Facebook and as you get in more and more groups, a lot of the listeners will probably know that you get friend requests quite often. Many times you don't know if they're a marketer or if they're, you know, just a new someone trying to get into you, you know, that's for, for illicit purposes. So I would just say, if you send a message to me first and just reach out, say, Hey, I'd like to be friends. I, I heard you on on e-commerce momentum, uh, that's probably the best way. But I don't necessarily, unless I see a lot of common friends, I don't necessarily accept a friendship without without a message coming in. You know, uh, one more thing about Dan, um, he's willing to invest. So he's going to the AIDS conference in uh, in May. He's going to boost in, um, in uh, New Orleans. And you're going to, because you're not busy enough, you're going to Vegas uh, again, back in Vegas again uh, for the licensing show. So you're investing into your business. You just spend a ton of money sending a whole bunch of people to a private label retreat. It is it is time to get better, right? And the way you get better is to get around more like-minded people and continue to network and get better and better and better. Yeah, yes, yeah, I agree, because... The, the Amazon world, most of the time you're on your own. You might have a couple of close friends that do it, but family and acquaintances in general and the general public are really not either interested in hearing about how many items you sold yesterday. Uh, but when you get in with like-minded people, it's it, not only are they willing to talk about Amazon, you usually come away knowing more about it than you did before you started the conversation. So uh, last year we went to a lot of conferences this year. We've actually, I know it sounds like we're busy for the next couple of months, but we've pared down and been very selective knowing um, either A, the knowledge base that we're going to learn there as well, or the level of sellers that are going to be at these conferences. So, Yeah, yeah I think it's, uh, and I think there's, there's a time to grow and there's <clears> a time to uh, put your head down and do the work, and we're in that mode too, right. so I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. All right, man, I, I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in the next couple of weeks again and again in June. I can't wait because I'm always richer for my time with you. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. Um, I thank you for your friendship and I thank you for your support. And I, I thank you for sharing because I think that you helped a whole bunch of people say, I'm on the right path. I don't have to run away from RA. I just have to fine tune it. Trim the fat, trim the fat. Love it. That's probably your headline right now. Take care. Well, thanks, Steve. Good talking to you. Told you a very smart individual. Just, hey, just a wonderful man, uh, wonderful family. But 
you know, very giving. If you heard that in that conversation, those are all real, genuine things. He believes it. Uh, he walks the walk, um, not just talks the talk. And I think those couple pearls of wisdom are really the basis for you expanding your business. That's the place to start. Now, of course, you have to have a plan and this and that. But now you have that plan. Execute. Learn how to create listings. Learn how to master creating listings. Then move forward to the next stage. And, and I just think I just think it's such powerful stuff, such great advice that I just I'm gonna use it all the time. You know, just amazing, amazing stuff. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Hey, remember, Amazing Freedom is a sponsor of my show. Andy and Leron and Nate, they do sponsor my show, but I believe in them because I've seen it. You hear Dan speaking about it. He doesn't benefit. Um, and yet every one of the things that those guys do this is the way um, people are treated in those groups. There's a lot of free flow of information. There's a lot of commitment. There's a lot of follow-through. You actually get to talk to somebody. So amazingfreedom.com, amazingfreedom.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.